The following is a Joel Mahalik production. On November 13th, Felix Unger was asked to remove himself from his place of residence. That request came from his wife. She asked him to leave because he wouldn't listen to the Joel Mahalik show. And welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show, featuring the lovely Sharon. I'm Joel Mahalik, and here I is and the lovely the Sharon. lovely Sharon. Yay! Welcome back to another exciting podcast of the show. <laughs> Absolutely, I cannot, I can't stretch my lips. I know, and that's why I'm laughing. Oh, you're you're laughing with me, not at no, me. No, right? I'm laughing at you. It's like there's not n- with you. <laughs> it's like there's not enough chapstick in a world. Like, I've never had chap lips this long either. Really? And they're all broken well, you up. You know why you have chap lips? Why? Because you keep licking them. In them, in them I'm licking in them, them to keep them moist so I can. And that's what causes chap lips, especially in a cold weather. I mean, I, right as I clicked record, I smiled at you. And I laughed and because I started you wincing because I. It, it's like. <laughs> I feel like somebody hit me in the lips with a cat and nine tails. Wow. Anyway, welcome to the program. Yes, welcome. Uh, let's see what's on. Okay, well, we have to tell you how to get there, get here on the web, www.jmtalk.net. That's the website. Uh, you can subscribe to the show, listen to the 24-7 stream, check out the news page, uh, YouTube offerings, etc. And uh, featured video on the front page right now. We are continuing the feature, uh, a video about texting and driving because we don't want you doing it. Right. So we'll have that. Up I there. mean, it's it's like I don't. I I just it's so. If you do it, you're an idiot. Right. Like really. Right. But you must be an idiot. Blunt and plain. And you should return your license to Kmart right. where you got it. So that's the featured video that's up. We'll keep that up there. Uh, Facebook, we're at JM Talk, and on Instagram and Twitter, JM Talk Radio. So they're the ways that you can reach out and hang out with us. And please like and share the page at Facebook. Share it with all your enemies. <laughs> what? So um, wait, share it with all your friends, people. Yeah. Don't listen to him. <laughs> or friend, or frenemies, friends and enemies. Uh so what I wanted to talk about tonight, and uh, this is this is going to be interesting because uh, we've been married 23 years, together 24, and these are the moments where I find out, I continue to find out what we have, uh, what common interests we have. Because like here on the show, I bring up a story and sometimes I'm like, well, that didn't go the way I thought it would go. And, yeah. You know, it's like, right. it, it, so it's like, I feel like I still figure things out. Exactly. Well, I want to talk about um autonomous driving for a okay. few minutes all right and there was when autonomous driving first started coming out and if you, folks <clears throat> if you don't know what autonomous driving is it is the act of a vehicle driving itself correct using sensors and gps and some maybe some preloaded information some preloaded coordinates for point a to point b right and it 
uh, it's it's programmed to understand the rules of the road, react to the rules of the road, react to situations along the road. And so basically you get in a car and the car is driving for you. Exactly. Now, when this first became a thing, I was completely and utterly against it. I was way well, over. Well, the fact that um, one person on, lost their life. Way over on that side of the fence. Because of it. Well, I mean, you know, all right, so I understand. You have to understand that with technology, as they test and work on and improve technology, those kinds of things can happen. Yeah. We Absolutely. wouldn't have gotten to the moon if there weren't some sacrifices made. And there were some sacrifices made. Absolutely. So I'm way over here away from the fence saying, no, 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 no. Right. And <clears throat> so you're saying that's not how you feel now? I'm a little bit nearer to the fence, maybe even on the fence. Here's the thing. We have uh, we have a campaign going all the time on our social media, Hang Up and Drive. I've been doing it for a Absolutely. lot of years. Absolutely. And you were doing it before it became popular to do it. That's right. Yes, yes, I was. That yes. is absolutely. Thank, thank you for mentioning that because that yes. is absolutely true. That is the truth. Um, so, and I started that campaign because I, you know, you start seeing the horrors of what happens with distracted driving. I'm not a fan of distracted driving and I'm a big, uh, person. I'm a person who's very big on, I think the cell phone company should do something to disable telephones or cell phones or tablets when in the entire car. Okay. Um, because I believe in that. So here, so all of a sudden though, I'm thinking to myself, okay. I do realize I'm the first to complain that technology moves too far, too fast. Exactly. And then on the other side of that coin, I'm also the person to tell you, well, we can't go backwards. You, ha- If technology is going, go forward, you've got to right. latch on and go with it, right? Exactly. <clears throat> we, we're, we're not going back to old technology. I mean, unless you know an EMP bombs us back to the Stone Age. But otherwise, we're going to keep right. on moving. And we have to go with it. We have to go with the following. I know I'm probably boring you, and that's what I'm saying. No. 24 Look, years. Look, if I doze off, though, just 24 together, nudge me three, a little bit. 23 married, and I know this is one of those moments. I'm fine. I'm going to find out. But so since I have to think about, we have to go forward with technology. So I'm starting to think, well, if if these damn kids, millennials and whatever, will you not know, stay off their well, anybody. It's not. And it's I, I, not I just millennials, you're right, though. You're right. Because anyone who's I see older people on their phone, right? You know, and I. So I do stand just corrected. today. Just today, <clears throat> um, this car was coming on the opposite side of the road, was coming at me. Okay, mm-hmm. and I and he corrected himself, and as I passed him, this is what he's doing. His head buried in his phone. May I have that cable? No, no, right here. Right this? Here. Yeah, just pass that over, and I will hang that for you. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, his, I do stand his, corrected. You're right. Yeah. It's everybody. It All is ages. everyone. Yep. So, if they're not going to stop looking at these flipping devices mm-hmm. and pay attention to the road, then I my mind starts wondering... Okay, if we do the statistics and the math, right, will less people lose their lives if the car is driving? Okay, so you so you can do whatever you want with your flipping tablet or phone. But here's the thing: 
So follow- depends on how advanced the. Um, They're getting very advanced. They really are. Are they? Yes. Okay. So then I go. So then here's the other thing I'm worried about because you know what will happen. All of a sudden, it'll be like, well, we don't have to teach kids to drive as they grow up. Uh, we just need to make sure they have computer skills so they can, you know, understand what's going on in yeah, the cockpit of the car. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me take you back to Air France 447, 2009, going from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, to Paris, France, and okay. went down in the Atlantic Ocean. Everyone died. Okay. So, um, I watched quite a bit of documentaries. Uh, listen to some podcasts, mm-hmm. read some papers on this, and it's it, it's a fascinating case because where they were in the air, there was a situation where uh, you know the the water droplets were freezing to the sensors around the plane. So you have three. So you have three. Okay. So you have three guys in the cockpit because of the elevation that they were right, okay. and and so um, apparently what happened according to the black box is the the pilot who took control of the stick, pulled the plane up and caused an aerodynamic stall. He held it up too, he was trying, he held the nose up too too long. Right. And then it went down, you know. Um, so the one of the final reports said that no less than 27 alarms were going off at the same time. Oh my God. So an alarm goes off, you got to react. Oh, I got to push this, I got to push that, I got to react to this. Right. No less than 27 alarms. And so the final report was saying that the problem was, there was not enough understanding and not enough knowledge in that cockpit of how the plane would react right. if taken over manually. So gotcha. n- now, if, if you're... If so you're st- the pilot's experience didn't... Exactly. So if everybody out there hasn't tuned the channel, you're still with me. What I'm saying is, so on one side, I'm like, well, if autonomous driving will solve the problem of all these accidents caused by distracted drivers, okay, but... We have to make sure we do this right because what that report, what one of those final reports were saying about that Air France crash right. is that pilots are not being properly educated in how to fly a plane manually. They're taught how to, this is what you do when you get this alarm or this alarm. But, but they're not, <clears throat> excuse me, they're not being taught how to take over the plane from an automatic state to a manual state? Is no, that what you're saying? No, that's easy to do. They they don't they do not have the knowledge, enough knowledge to understand what to do manually flying a plane. So if something happens and the person in the vehicle that is being driven autonomously right. has to take over and react, I feel like the problem we can't be repeating this problem. We right. can't say, well, we have autonomous driving Screw you, look at your tablet, you don't have to do anything except press this button, when the alarm goes off, press this button, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Which brings to mind a um, scene in the movie iRobot. Right. When <laughs> exactly. Will Smith, his character... is <clears throat> getting jiggy with excuse it. Excuse me. No. Get it? Getting jiggy with it? Yeah. <laughs> um, his character was in a vehicle that was automatic... Okay, and he realized, wait, something's not right. Let me take over driving, and he did. And I mean, it wasn't because of his driving skills. However, you know, ended up this mass accident. Yeah, because he was AI. He was he was yeah. fighting against AI. Right. Yeah. You know, As I robots. said, it wasn't his fault that right. you know, but 
just I wanted to share that because you were talking about, you know, right. having to go from autonomous driving to manual. manual and I, that and just having just the knowledge, like we, we, I, I think you still have to go through classes and get a license to be able to operate right. a motor vehicle because yeah. it's not like they're going to take more the, so than if you were right. manually driving. I mean, they're not going to take the steering wheel and the pedals out and throw them out and just present you with a you know, big yeah. computer yeah, screen. Right. Although I seen, I saw a really good sci-fi movie a couple, just a few months back, that had a car that had nothing up front except, you know, and you just kind of got in. And sat in it, and you sat like in pods. Right. Yeah, you know, these real comfortable pods. Right. And the car just did whatever. Right. You know. And well, um, I could. This is what I envision. Okay. I envision you getting into one of these autonomous cars, and it's nothing but a screen panel. No, you 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 Listen, have to have controls. Sh- oh, I'm sorry. Your imagination. Yes. So you have your screen. You know, you put in your destination. You don't even have to put it in. You just speak it into the thing. Okay, car, I want to go to Egypt. Okay, but first, wait, you're in the United States, so yeah, that's impossible. <laughs> okay, no, I meant New Egypt, New Jersey. Okay, so you're driving along, and you're like, wait, yeah, I really want to drive. So you just push a button, and the steering wheel pops out. Wow. See? Why aren't you working for these companies? I know. Wait, <laughs> hold up. I take that back. That is property of Sharon Mahalik. Uh, copy, yeah, copyright and et cetera, Copywriting. Et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, you know, I, it's not just the texting and driving. It's, it's distracted driving period. Absolutely. And I'm tired. I'm, like today, just pulling out of the Wawa. I'm, I'm, I'm backing out of my spot. Okay. Now, if I'm just starting to back out and you want to be an ass and you fly by behind right. me, that's one thing. But when I am practically clear, ready to make my forward turn, that is called and you inconsiderate fly behind, oh, driving. Oh, it's called a lot of things. No, it's called inconsiderate driving and you're an asshole. So inconsiderate, uh, distracted, whatever it is, does autonomous driving, does that fix that? No, I don't think anything will ever fix that. I don't. You don't think if the car is handling itself and now the person that's being, you know. Um, the asshat. Yeah. The is is no longer in control. Gets behind the air quote Then wheels. you would think that the sensors would be like, wait a minute, somebody's backing up. Let me break. Well, and, uh, you and, know, it depends on how much control the driver has over the vehicle the idea behind autonomous driving is unless you have to take manual control the vehicle is in 100 percent control okay so imagine what if the driver is in manual mode then no right well you know you know but (laughs) but if it's an autonomous mode yeah why not it should stop but then you have the other thing I yeah you know, I'm just afraid that autonomous driving will make people lazier and stupider. Absolutely, Is stupider word or more more stupid. More stupid, not stupider. Yeah, more stupid. <laughs> and you know, if they have to take control, do they know what to do? Uh, well, I, just I would to think have that discussion. I would think extensive training would have to be done, or at least uh, a I think driving that, course. I think the driving you know, course like, stays the same because manually a car is going to still do the same thing until right. we get the Jetson cars. Right, but that's what I'm, 
But what I'm saying is <laughs> even grown adults would have to go to driving school. Well, there's a lot of grown adults out there that should go back to driving school, but absolutely, I digress. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> so I'm going to put this up on Facebook eventually in the next uh, day or two because I'm just wondering what the listeners think about autonomous driving. What's yeah, your opinion yeah. of autonomous driving? Right. So, My opinion is I don't have an opinion, and that's fine. No, I and do. I wish. I wish. For autonomous driving, because you know how much I enjoy driving. That's an untrue statement. That's why I do all the driving. I was being sarcastic. And I'm so safe, I'm like an autonomous driver. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes, really, and you oh, know it. Okay, yeah, absolutely, baby doll. That's right. So Absolutely. <laughs> we'll put this up on Facebook. We'll get your opinion as well. What do you think about uh, autonomous driving? Um, do you think it's a good thing? Obviously, it's coming. Obviously, it's here. I mean, there is, uh, I think it's Hewlett-Packard that made a fleet of uh, uh, tractor trailers that drive themselves. And they've. I think they've been doing it for several years, doing logistics across the country. Really? And not only that, uh, one other quick thing before we go to break here. Another thing that I'm fascinated with that they're doing with tractor trailers, not even, not even just autonomous ones. I don't know if you've seen this. And I think Hewlett-Packard's involved in this too, but... You're traveling down the highway at night, right? Or day, right. whatever. And you're behind a rig. Okay. It's a passing lane. It's two two lanes passing. You're not sure what's up ahead of that truck. And the fascinating... Here's the fascinating thing. The back of the tractor trailer, the two doors, are they're monitors, okay? Hooked to a camera at the front. So what happens is you get the view that the driver sees. What? On the entire rear of the truck. Are you copywriting this stuff? <laughs> copywriting? Oh, it's already out there. It's out there. Okay. I've seen a video of how it works. Wow. And that way you know if it's clear or not ahead of the tractor wow, trailer. Wow, that's and you, crazy. So the, the technology is making some great advances to make wow. driving safer. But, Come you on know, now. it's the I same gotta thing. i got to go get my thing and see. It's these. the same thing when I talk about malware and ransomware in my technology uh, field okay there's it's the same thing with driving we have to watch out for the biggest problem of all the right. human condition the human element is yep. always the most dangerous yes it is so okay so i'm going to post that up i want to get some opinions and see what other people think about autonomous driving okay. we'll get that on facebook now coming up after the break we'll get a little funny with some, we'll, we'll get stupid with the stories. <laughs> I just I wanted to have this. I know it was a more serious conversation, but okay, I think yeah, it was uh, yeah. you know, well worth it. Absolutely. And we'll see what kind of feedback we All get. Right. Plus, later on, a new Wombat of the Week and a new hero to honor. And if wombat. time permits, Wombat. One last thing Wombat. So That's one of those words. Yeah. Wombat. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to, I need to, I, I need to tap Sharon's shoulder because she's skipping. <laughs> like the old regular players. We'll be back right. after this. This is New York Super Oldie Station, 920 WON. The Apple, Brooklyn, New York. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue, and you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. 
Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061, or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And uh, we're back with you and glad that you're back with us, most importantly. And as promised, um, we reach into the saved files for this segment to go over some of the um, weird stuff in entertainment and entertaining news. Um for you all right so right i just felt like i was like what am i <laughs> i mean i know we don't operate off of a script here but geez right so um so here's something i want to talk about kentucky fried chicken is getting ready to serve beyond meat plant-based fried oh chicken oh my god for that real? is exactly the reaction i expected from you because that was the reaction i had Come on. I mean, not real burgers. Not real chicken. Listen, you're a fast food food joy. Food. Not plants. Food. If we wanted plants, we'd go out in the yard and munch on some grass. I know. That's a. Wait a minute. Did you sneak into my thoughts while we're at break? Actually, I did. I was going to say, I was going to say, if we wanted to eat plant based stuff, then yes, we'll go mow the lawn with our teeth. Right, exactly. We'll go out into the yard and munch on some grass like our doggy brethren do. Yeah. So yes, the Kentucky fried based the Kentucky based chain teaming up with alternative protein company Beyond Meat to serve a plant based fried chicken at several of its restaurants in in the South in Tennessee and North Carolina. And and, and they say after a successful run, I want to know where you had a successful run. You're going to serve a uh, fake. Fried chicken in the South? Well, come on. <laughs> I mean, what is one of your... I can see it dive bombing in the South. <laughs> what is one of the one of your best meals, babe? Top five meals that you make? Uh, the Southern, southern fried, fried chicken. chicken. Yes. With the Southern home fries. It's not Southern fried tofu. It's not nope. Southern fried black bean pate. Nope. It's Southern fried chicken. 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 Yes. Buck a box. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's that's just mm. it says here that yum brands inc uh which owns kfc um is the first chain to serve up plant-based chicken at its uh, as fast food i got news for you you may be the last <laughs> to yeah, serve right? up plant-based chicken oh my god what is going on out there i mean as our culinary <laughs> correspondent sean goward said the, one of the problems with the plant-based Whopper is the amount of so three times the amount of sodium. I mean, they got to put the extra sodium in it to hide it's, the hide, I know, to right? give it flavor. Right. No, come on, people. Let's band together and stop these companies, <laughs> these fast food companies, from doing this to our fast food. Um. Uh. uh, uh. 
It says here, cooking up a fibrous muscle-like texture was cru was crucial when creating the meatless chicken. Oh, my Doesn't God. Doesn't that just no. make you want to ralph? And, yeah, it does. <laughs> I was going to say puke, but, you know, yeah, it's the same. <laughs> oh, my God. What? I just, I can't even believe this. <laughs> and Excuse me. Now, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I'm sorry. KFC's meatless fried chicken launch comes a day after McDonald's announced its fried chicken breakfast sandwiches on menus and made ongoing chicken sandwich wars between chains like Chick-fil-A and Popeye's. Now, wow. and mind you, Chick-fil-A and Popeye's serves real chicken. <laughs> we think. <laughs> um, At least they haven't come out and said that they are plant-based. Dunkin' Donuts, if you didn't know, now has a plant-based yes, sausage breakfast I know. sandwich. I I. Yeah, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, I have no problem if you want to eat plant-based stuff. And we really, hey. you know, Sharon, we really should not have a problem with these chains trying to cater to those people. N yeah, but I it do. <laughs> Fast food is not for vegans and not for vegetarians. Well, they say it themselves. Yeah. Well, you're going to be upset about this one because no. apparently White Castle has partnered with uh, a meatless rival, Impossible Foods, to create um, similar plant-based well, burgers. It's been a very long time since I've been to a White Castle. And it will be a... <laughs> a hell of a lot longer. Okay. No. I'm... Um, yeah. No. I don't know. Okay. I, I, I know one thing. We will not send Sean out to try any other plant-based nothing. No, sorry. If Sean, he, I, I can't do it. If he goes out and does it, he's doing it on his own. It is yeah, not right? sanctioned by this program. <laughs> <laughs> we do not condone the consumption of plant-based chicken. So good news, though. Uh, Tim Hortons, which we know Tim Hortons yes. because it's up north. We have family up yes. in the New England states. Yep. They announced last Tuesday that they stopped selling Beyond Meat products at their donut and coffee shops across Canada. Wow. Canada. Well, Tim Hortons is a Canadian I know. company. I know it's, that. It's, it's Canada's just, Wawa, eh? It's a Canadian. <laughs> it's a Canada. Can Canada. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no. uh, apparently they tried yeah. it and the, and their customers spoke and said um, no. And so they well, pulled it. Yeah, right. So there you go. There's that. That's like having soy milk in your coffee. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't put soy milk in my coffee. No, and you're a soy milk eater. I'm an almond milk eater. And actually, I'm and an I, almond well, milk yeah, drinker. You know what? I want to know. Soy milk has become. I want to know how they find these teeny little titties. They do. They do because they make almond milk. To milk the almonds. It works. It works. <laughs> they make it work, so it must work. Okay. Okay, my, my Next language. week on the show. Yeah, your language is like a is, dock worker, by yeah, the way. Yeah, it is tonight. I mean, are you, are you, are you, are you expecting like a, a cargo ship coming I in or am, something? I am, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Anyway. Um, oh, pull that up. I need that for the timer. So, um, what's normal body temperature? 98.7. 7. 0.7? 98.8. Point eight, yeah, ninety-eight point nine. No, it's six. Oh, okay, six. Okay, <laughs> one hundred and fifty years ago, German physician, uh, a German physician, analyzed a million temperatures from twenty-five thousand patients, 
and concluded that the normal human body temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, a bunch of modern studies have said, uh, nope. My angel is 97-something. Well, they're changing it. Today... Uh, reports and publications are saying that the normal human body temperature is closer to 97.5 degrees That's what mine is all the time. It is interesting because I took your temperature last week when you were sick and it was 97.4. Right. So, interesting. So, does that mean if you're running 98.6, now all of a sudden you're sick with a low-grade fever? Yeah. I'm sorry, yes. I don't know about all that. Uh, Well, I think it could be a range like 97... To 98.6. Yeah, I mean... A low-grade fever in the medical field is usually 99, 99.5, somewhere around there for an adult. Well, I mean, these papers, they basically did the same thing. They took all these temperatures from, you know, X amount of people, and they're making new averages. So I guess what they're saying is in the last 100 to 150 years, Mm -hmm. as a people, we have a new average temperature. Lower. Lower that, which is interesting. Yeah. You would think with all the stress in this world right, any anymore, it would the average temperature would be higher, like right? around 110. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's really interesting. That I, is interesting. I forgot that I had this story on the dock, and I was going to have you check my temperature on the show and see if you want me to do that. Yeah, how fast can you get the thermostat? The thermostat, the thermostat is right over here. The thermometer. <laughs> Okay, folks, so uh, the lovely Sharon is going to get our digital thermometer, and she's going to check and see if I am somewhere close to the new average temperature, uh, as the scientists say, um, being 97.5, the new average. Interesting. Interestingly enough, I mean, I guess I'm just old-fashioned. Like, this is not the way it's supposed to be. Oh, I didn't need the dog's water dish. I just needed... Okay, here we go. Here we go. We are, we are conducting science here on the program. On the Joel Mahalik Show, with featuring the lovely Sharon, we are conducting a science experiment. Um, are you drawing on my forehead? What are you doing? Okay, take Wait. two. <laughs> science experiment, take three. You have it now? Yeah. yeah. I, I show the Jeopardy. There it goes. Okay. I show the Jeopardy theme playing. Okay, what's my temperature? 97.1. 97.1. Wow, you're freaking. Wow. So we conducted the experiment. Okay, well, wait. We, gotta con- <clears throat> we have to do mine. You're going to check yours? Yes. Okay. Because I was going to use yours from last week, but very good. Go ahead, check yours again. Uh, because then we'll get our own average out of this. Live on the air. What are you doing? Error. Great. Oh are you God. even alive? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Come on now. Why is it doing counting down? Uh huh. Is that that is a thermometer, right? Not a bomb. What's okay. It doing? I guess we're not going to get the other part of the experiment. Anyway, so what? Um, what's interesting about this is, uh, you know, I'm just wondering if. Uh, you know, if, if you agree out there. I mean, I think you, the listener, should take your temperature um, after or during listening to this part of the podcast. Because that yeah, way that's... you can see if you fall in the new norm. 
Absolutely. And I guess it makes sense. I guess after that long, something like that could change. Yeah. But again, I would think that people are are more stressed, more angry. And wouldn't you think that means the temperature of the body would be It would, would be rise? elevated, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And what else changed medically a couple years ago? They changed the blood pressure range. The blood range. pressure range, right. It used to be, what, 120, 120 over 80? 120 over period. 80, now it's 130 over... 90? 85, 90, yeah. Yeah, strange. Weird. Anything over 90 is high. Yeah. My blood pressure, we won't discuss. Right. <laughs> off the charts. Yes. Archaically off the charts. Um, so, yeah. So, that's the that's the deal. The new temperature uh, is our average of 97.5. Almost sounds like a radio station, right? 97.5. Right? The Fanatic! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. Um, now, yeah, as you know, I try to get the most weird and obscure things that are real. Yes. Not jokes. Not, oh, this is funny. Oh, this isn't really happening. Right. I give you the plant urinal. Excuse me? There's the picture for you, lovely Sharon. Okay. Uh, Oh, my God. Are you kidding? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yeah. Guys pee in the plant urinal? It is a funnel. A a funnel with like a back. And we'll post this on, on the Facebook page. So a guy, or I guess a Darren woman, <laughs> can pee into this funnel cup, and that's stuck down in the plant, so your plant gets watered. But what if? No, because like, there'll be nutrients. In that. There's a theory that you should drink your own pee, and it's ew, healthy. Ew! Come on. <laughs> Listen, I'm just bringing. They, you, I this know is they the say knowledge. it's like more sterile and all that. What if you're sick? What if your kidneys don't work? First of all, I'm not drinking my own piss. Okay, let's get that straight. Wow. I'm just telling I'm you. I'm not either. I'm just telling you there is a theory. I would die of <laughs> thirst first. Um, Ew, come on now. Now so, I'm going to be picturing this. So now, it is it is a prank gift. I mean, it's a real thing, but it's a prank gift. No one expects you to put this in your plant and urinate in it. It's like a gag type gift. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's made that, by, by the same people who brought you the do-it-yourself vasectomy kit, um, what? the baby shield, the hide-a-poo <laughs> fake rock. What? Yeah, so it's a way to prank someone you're giving a gift to while hiding the real gift inside the box. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a you. It's an empty box, and you put the real gift inside the box. Yes, as it states on the box, though, turn your liquid gold into leafy greens. Ew. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I am just here to... Look at this one here. For the office. <laughs> Guy's on the phone. He's in a oh three-piece suit. Oh holding God. a plant up to his junk so he can uh, water the plant. Wow. Look, Molly goes out and waters the lawns. Yes, but... But what? Tell me but what? dog, and that's what they do. But, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm not going to pee in a plant. I pee in your flower beds. No, you don't. Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) That would just be gross if you you did. So you wouldn't use something like this? No. You wouldn't pony up to the funnel? No. (laughs) What? (laughs) No. Unfortunately, I do not have that equipment. Or fortunately, (laughs) whichever the case may be. Um. So I wanted to give a shout out to uh, to uh, Cookie Sheet Cooking, Cookie Sheet 
Cookie pan? Cookie pan cooking. Okay. Because uh, we, we've made a couple meals now yes. successfully yes. on sheet pans. Oh, my God. Tonight's pans. dinner was... Mm. Yeah. So it, it just... It, it, it amazes me, you know. Like I said this the other day, because you got us an air fryer. Yes. And uh, we talked about it. We said we we're going to get it. I didn't think you were going to get it as soon as you got it, but we have an air fryer now. We have an instapot. We have a slow cooker. I know. And so I know and we have I, all what, these appliances. What did, I say, what did I say the other day? We are almost never going to need a stove or oven again. Exactly. And this goes for everybody because right. they're making so many portable appliances. Exactly. You have uh, countertop convection ovens, rotisserie ovens, or actually yeah. the convection ovens also do rotisserie. So right. it's like a three-in-one right. toaster, rotisserie, and convection. Right. Uh, bread makers, but you can actually do bread in an Instant Pot. You can do bread in a slow cooker. Exactly. You know, uh, but this is where things are going in the kitchen. I know. You know, because, like, I'm looking into the kitchen now, and I'm like, right now, I'm looking at three, oh, plus the coffee makers. No one makes coffee on a stove anymore or the fire pit. Right. Um, the mixers, like, we have all, you have all these portable appliances. Exactly. Craziness. That is crazy. But we have discovered these sheet pan meals. You can almost cook almost anything on a sheet pan. Yeah. And in the oven. It's amazing. We did um, fajitas. Yeah. <laughs> He's so stupid. We did uh, chicken fajitas. Yes. And tonight we did... Which we need to do again yes. because they were just they banging. Were, they were banging. And then tonight we did um, roasted vegetables and teriyaki chicken strips. And teriyaki chicken strips, chicken strips. yeah. And you know, th- you're like 10 minutes prep, 30 minutes in the oven, you're eating. I mean, this is something you do on a weeknight. Yeah, exactly. And the pan cleans up real nice. Does it? Oh, yeah. See, um, when I looked at the house, I said, I'm not going to buy it unless there's a dishwasher. So they installed a dishwasher. Right. Uh, unbeknownst to me that mm, I already had one. You married a dishwasher. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, okay. But um, so if you haven't heard, or, or just give it a try. Check out Sheep Pan Meals. Pinterest is a great place to get all the recipes. And just look at the amazing things you can do with a cookie sheet. Oh, I know. Um, and you can make awesome cookies. Not only that, but I've seen I've seen I'm where you know how you used to make breakfast pizza. Yeah. Well, you can use a cookie sheet on these cookie pans. Yeah. And you can whip up your eggs. And you can lay it all out in there and bake it, and then you cut them into squares, put them on yep. sandwiches, or yep. just use it as a breakfast scramble. Yeah. It's really interesting what you can do with it. But anyway, I just want to put I just want to give a shout out because we are. Really uh, enjoying really, them so far. Yeah. And yeah. we did try the air fryer, folks. Yes, and it works. It works. Yeah, thank God. It works. <laughs> but no, it, um, it, it, I love it. We did like a Tyson chicken fingers, and they were nice and moist inside and crispy yes. outside. Yes. But I just thought it overdid the fries. And I'm no, not saying And that's it, because the fries, the fries were, were thin. They were actually Arby's curly fries. And yeah, you so, know how thin they yeah, are. Yeah, I think that if they were a meatier potato, yeah, like they, a tater tot. It would be tot, delicious. Like a tater tot. No, no tater tots. <laughs> yes, tater tots. It's the worst food ever imagined was a tater tot. But you'll eat a hash brown. I will tear a hash brown up. Well, a tater tot is a tot-shaped hash no, brown. it isn't. Yes, it is. It is not. It is. It isn't. All right. Wow. Well, that's it. No we more just... No more show for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we just had our first argument on air. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the lovely Sharon is uh, skipping. And, I am. Uh, 
When I come back from commercial break, one by the week, honor thy hero, and if time permits, one last thing. So say goodbye, Sharon. Goodbye, Sharon. And I'll be back after these words. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable, but how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations? Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Joel Mahalik Show featuring the lovely Sharon. And welcome to the last segment of the program, the third stretch, the final part, whatever you want to call it. I thank you for being here with me. During this portion of the show, we uh, have a couple of regular segments. Uh, We honor a new hero each week, everyday people doing extraordinary things. Uh, and we also celebrate a Wombat of the Week, which is stupid people doing stupid things and it winding up in the news. And, of course, if time permits, we close out the show with one last thing. So, if you want to get involved in Wombat of the Week, because that's where we're going first, you can do that. All you got to do is send us the, the link to the story showing stupid people doing stupid things, and you can send that to joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can also send it to us in a private message on Facebook at JM Talk or on Twitter at JM Talk Radio or Instagram. I think you can do DMs on Instagram. You can do DMs and PMs or whatever the M's they call these M's anymore, pretty much on any social media network or email. Uh, so you can do that. Uh, so... Uh, get your stories in uh, because we're usually a little backlogged and we're we're getting through the backlog. So I need more stories of stupid people doing stupid things. <clears throat> and these usually are, <clears throat> excuse me, some really crazy stories. And none the and uh, um, and what I'm trying to say here is this week is no different. <laughs> I don't know why I just got tongue tied, but I did. So um, here we go. And this coming out of WBAL-TV in Baltimore, Maryland. <clears throat> a United States postal worker was caught with a public storage unit full of mail he has never delivered. Jason Dela Cruz pleaded guilty to charges of delay of mail by a postal employee in August of 2019. He is set to be sentenced in February. Uh, Dela Cruz, who worked as a mail carrier in Chesapeake, Virginia, said he felt pressured and couldn't make time to complete his mail route. And this, and this, according to court documents. He told authorities that he rented a public storage unit for $49 per month for, quote, the sole purpose of storing mail he could not deliver, end quote. The employee said he started hiding mail in November or December of 2018, and he rented the storage unit in February 2019, He said he put the mail he was unable to deliver in the unit from that time until it was discovered in May of 2019. 
Dela Cruz also told authorities he intended to deliver the mail in the storage unit, but he fell behind and was never able to. This, according to court documents. So he said he never destroyed any mail, which in itself would be a whole separate crime. If you were to destroy the mail, that would be a separate crime. But um, this is nuts. They discovered 97 pieces of first-class mail, which included letters from the Department of Motor Vehicles, the IRS, insurance companies, bank statements, and other tax return documents. Uh, that And that sort of was like the point I was getting to. Imagine if you're waiting for something important to come in the mail. And it didn't come there because this postal worker stored your important mail in a storage unit because he was he felt so much pressure to make the time to get those deliveries made. Hey, guess what, buddy? You have you you have a shift, right? Let's say it's eight to five, whatever it is, I don't know what it is. And you're a mail carrier. You carry the mail to the mailboxes and drop it off. That's your job. That's your job. This falls into the category of you had one job. He had one job, deliver the mail. And he couldn't even do that. He couldn't even do that. So, I mean, 4,700 pieces of third party uh, or third class uh, ad mailers and stuff, great. You could have thrown that in a trash for all I care. You wasted your money storing that. But, you know, just... I don't know. It, good help is hard to find. I keep finding myself saying that, but it's true. What are these people doing that you can't just perform the functions of your job? Your job as a mail carrier is to carry mail to their destination, not carry it to the, to a public storage facility and throw it into a bin and put a lock on it. That's not your job. And I, I, I just don't understand what is happening these days with customer service People doing their jobs. Uh, Sharon and I beat this horse dead time and time again on this show about customer service. You know? And here we are again. This man's job was to service the customers of the Postal Service by being a mail carrier, carrying the mail to where it belongs. Like the the address on the front of the piece of mail. And, uh, and I mean, this really bothers me. This really bothers me. You know, I was waiting for an important piece of mail uh, that was mailed out in the third week of December. Okay? Third week of December. It showed up at almost the end of January. It came from one state over. So, I don't know what's going on with the Postal Service. But, you know, uh, there's always a lot of chatter about they raise their rates and they don't understand why people get upset that they raise their rates. They don't understand why people are not using the postal service as much as they used to. Because you're not doing your job. You're raising rates, but not giving us the same service that we're accustomed to. And so, Mr. Dela Cruz gets to wear the crown of Wombat of the Week this week for storing people's mail in a storage locker. So, there you go. Wear it well and um, and enjoy your crown. And hopefully, we'll get a... Uh, it'll be nice to see if we can get like a, an update as to what his sentence and what was. I'm only interested. I'm not even saying he, has to, he should do jail time. That's not what I'm saying about hiding mail. 
But how many lives did you affect by hiding first class mail to the scale that you did? That's what I'm wondering. So, Wombat of the Week, Jason Dela Cruz, mail carrier who failed to carry mail. <laughs> so, there's that. Okay, quick check on the time. We're going to move right along into honoring a new hero this week. <clears throat> Excuse me, I should have brought something to drink with me. Um, the uh, In the same way, we like to collect everyday heroes from the listener. Uh, namely because... They're harder to find than the idiots doing idiotic stuff. And it's not that they're not out there. They're out there. I need them. I need you to send us stories of everyday heroes. These are people just going out of their way for other people. Does not have to be a police officer, a firefighter. It can be. doesn't have to be. Uh, If you go back and look at the archives, listen to the archives of the show, we have plenty of examples of people other than uniformed uh, public servants who act as heroes. This week is another one of those fine examples. So here's what I need you to do because, you know, a lot of you have these small town, little county-wide weekly newspapers probably hiding some heroes in those papers. I need them. Send us links of people doing great things, okay? Um, So this week we are talking about uh, a group of people, a group of heroes, okay, a group. Hundreds of people who volunteer to feed thousands at the ninth annual United Way's Stone Soup event in Norfolk, Virginia, okay? These are the heroes we're going to talk about tonight. And for those who don't know, and I during the break I had this conversation with the lovely Sharon, it's funny that we, we came across this story this week about a Stone Soup event. Uh, because I said there, I said, do you know what stone soup is? I said, because I haven't seen that term since I was in the fifth grade. When I was in the fifth grade, we did a small, it was a short play in class called stone soup. And, um, if you're thinking of stone soup, <laughs> soup that has rocks in it, <laughs> it's not. The, the, the play was about a community coming together. People coming, bringing an ingredient that went into this big pot over the fire. And they were making a big batch of soup that everybody would then enjoy. So that's what stone soup is. People bring in ingredients for the meal. And they call it stone soup. And so um, what in, in this case, more than 100 women from the United Way rolled up their sleeves and got to work making meals for local shelters and soup kitchens as part of the ninth annual stone soup event. Um. Volunteers donated their own ingredients. Okay, so that's where the stone soup comes in. They brought their own ingredients, and they have just one hour to make enough food <clears throat> to feed as many as they can. Well, this year, okay, in that one hour and all the ingredients, they made enough food to feed 2,000 people at 13 shelters and food pantries. 2,000 people in need. So, and. You know, according to Charity Anderson from the Women's United Way, says there's nothing more energizing than doing something for somebody else. And it's very evident here. It is. It is insanely awesome that um, that they do this. And according to the United Way President and CEO, Michelle Anderson, 
She said that this is all part of United Way's mission to help on a year-round basis. Yeah, because we've talked about this before, charities popping up, or maybe you feel charitable around the holidays or something like that, some sort of special time of year that, for whatever reason, you feel more charitable. But there are organizations out there that work on charity 365 days a year. Um, So... And this is exactly what the United Way said. They said the same thing. People in November, December, they're doing they're doing all kinds of charity work. And then when January comes around, you know, and it starts getting really, really cold, everybody goes back home and they don't come out and do this. Well, this is where they bring resources together for an event like this, okay? And, uh, you know, and they do these things. Um, so what happened here was more than 160 women along with their families, made sandwiches, they made casseroles, and it's going to get to 13 different food shelters, uh, pantry, I'm sorry, food pantries, shelters, and soup kitchens, you know? Um, so this is their way of giving back. And this is me saying that, you know, this organization and this event, this Stone Soup event, which is the ninth annual, by the way, if I did not mention that, ninth annual, I applaud them. We applaud them. The show applauds them. You're you're the heroes. You're doing things. You're coming together. So first of all, you're coming together. You know, you're 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 coming together as a community, and you're doing things for the communities, for the people that need this help in the communities, and that's awesome. It's an awesome thing, and uh, you know, so you are this week's heroes, um, as we honor thy heroes, and you are the the thy you're the thy heroes that we honor. So, um, that is, uh, that's awesome and incredible. So thank you for what you're doing for the community. Keep up the great work and, um, and thank you very much. So there's your honor, honor thy heroes. Um, I, I, I beseech you to get us some stories in of, uh, everyday people doing extraordinary things. This is a fine example of a lot of people doing extraordinary things, a whole group, a community of people doing these things okay so uh one last thing i want to talk about before i got out of here um it's funny we're starting the we started the show with some science we talked about autonomous driving we're going to exit the show talking about science and that is space travel if you don't know it yet you may have heard that there's going to be recreational space travel coming i'm here to tell you it is just about here like really just about here and uh so i've been reading some articles and some information about some companies um that are already in final testing or getting ready to take you to either low orbit space or to the stratosphere just below space recreationally for a ride it's like an amusement ride here's the thing though Here's the thing that I think is, um, it's going to cost you around $250,000 minimum to take one of these rides. And I think that's sort of, I don't know, like, I feel like if you, if, if this isn't, I don't know, like, I'm feeling like if it's not a fair thing, then you shouldn't do it. If, but then I guess that's not the right thing to say because there's a lot of things that millionaires and billionaires can afford to do that we can't. But I just feel like, um, but that's but that's the way I feel, right or wrong. That's the way I feel about it. I think it's kind of weird. 
that you're going to offer this. Like, like I think everybody, this is one of those things where maybe this is why I feel this way. Everybody, you would think, would want that opportunity. Wouldn't you? Who wouldn't love? And I might be wrong. Maybe there's people out there that have a fear of space. I mean, there's fears for everything. I'm sure there's some sort of astrophobia or something like that. I don't know. Um, so maybe I'm really speaking from my heart. I would love to be able to just take that trip. And I mean, they're talking about possibly taking you on like a day trip to the space station, but you're talking about a cost. Like who can afford, I'm sure there's people that can, but think about this. Who can afford to be like, you know what? What do you want to do Saturday night? Oh, let's take a shuttle to the space station and have a couple drinks at the space station bar or whatever have you. Cause it's only going to cost us a half a million dollars. I mean, who's got that kind of money to do that with? I mean, I know there are people, but think about that. Is it worth that? Maybe. But I think in most cases, even if I did have the money, but not like, I would do it if money wasn't an object. Like, you can be well off and be able to afford to do this, but it could set you back if you're not, you know, that well off. But if money was no object, maybe. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm like uh, on the fence about this. I don't know. I just don't know. I mean, it. I just think that it should be, and will it come down? Will it naturally, like anything else, will the price draw itself down? I don't know. But I can tell you this. I think in my lifetime, I don't think it would ever happen. I don't think I would ever in my lifetime be able to afford to take that kind of a trip, whether it's for five hours a day. I don't know. And that's one last thing. So anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening to the program. Sharon and I love having you you guys here. Love spending time with you each and every week. And we thank you for being here. Remember, the website to go to is www.jmtalk.net. Subscribe to the show. Share it. Go to Facebook at JM Talk and share the heck out of the show. Share it with everybody. You can also find us at Instagram and Twitter at JM Talk Radio. Um, so remember, when you're out and about, pick up three pieces of trash. When you're out and about driving, have respect for the other people on the road. Put the phone down, pay attention, and arrive alive. And that way, we can spend time together next week here on the program. So until next time, folks, be good to one another. We will catch you next time. Goodbye. (laughs) 